Tim Lacombe and Jake Scott join us now. That was a bummer. Woo. Man, they played hard tonight. They did. They really played hard. I thought they had, had one mind to win the game. And I mean, it's cruel sometimes. Bogey shot was halfway down. It pops out. Royce is right there with the left-hand tip. And it literally hung for half a second and rolled off. So Harder tip. When I saw the replay, there's no way to see it. The TV angle we have, there's no way to see on the original angle. But he really had to reach back. It was almost a three-foot tip. Right. Yeah, he, he reached back but made a heck of a play. You know, that's what you teach your guys to do. And uh, unfortunately, just didn't get the roll. Steph Curry, who was having one of the worst nights of his career, maybe the worst shooting night of his career, also blanked out on that final rebound. That was Royce O'Neal sliding behind Steph Curry. That could have only added to the incredible misery of his night. Yeah, he did have an awful night. And, you know, funny thing, I think the only three he made was right after you said he's having a rough shooting go. Um, and, this, and then he didn't hit one again the rest of the night. He so. went 1 of 13, 5 of 20 from the field. So that's 25% shooting. He went 4 of 18 against San Antonio in 2016 and 1 of 12 from 3. That would be the comparable night. The only other one is he went against Milwaukee in 2016. He went 7 of 21 and 1 of 11 from 3. Against Denver in 2017, he went 4 of 18 and 1 of 11 from 3. And that would be it. Those are the only three nights. Well, those two nights, San Antonio and Denver, are the only nights where he has shot 25% or below and only made one three while taking 10. Wow. Well, I, I thought the Jazz had a lot to do with it, too. I mean, he, he, he missed a bunch of wide open ones, but... Um, but they also did a good job of being there. And, you know, as, as the night got on, you know, they made him the last one he had was, was a tough look. So credit to the Jazz, too. Warriors went 0 of 10 from three in the quarter. Jazz scored seven points in the final 8.33 of the night. Ooh. It was close, though. Right, but I mean, no, no, I mean, I'm just trying to like, yeah, yeah, I mean, no, you know, honestly, when you're calling the game, you don't realize that that's going on. Right, right. Uh, Leaf handed me the note. We were 6 of 21 in the quarter. Um, you know, it have to be interesting to go back and look at it. I mean, there were a lot of turnovers, right? Jordan, uh, Mike just dribbled, just yeah. turned it over uncont- uncontested. We had the Ingles shot clock violation, three that wasn't really much of a chance. We had Clarkson getting it knocked away. We had... Uh, Bogdanovich tries to go one-on-one and Looney knocks it away. Trent Forrest got caught taking an open three with 540 left. Yeah, so we just, you know, Gobert ends up taking it. Yeah, yeah, the offense really struck. Yeah, the yeah. offense was really, the offense really, really fell apart late. The Warriors are, you know, the Warriors are the best defensive team in the league, and even without Draymond Green, they showed they showed that prowess late. Yeah, they're still really good. Uh, you say it all the time, David, long-rangey dudes cover a lot of positions. Yeah. It helps. That was a good one. Fun one. The offensive ratings early were brilliant. By the end of the night, the offensive ratings were right back to where you expected to be. Ron Boone, what do you think? I thought it was a fantastic basketball game. The defense, how good was was the defense? My question to you is that both of these teams, are are they offensive teams or are they defensive teams? Well, they both have dominant players on one end of the ball. And then I think they're the opposite of the dominant player. So what we talked about earlier, if we're getting something opposite of what they're, of what the numbers say, correct? Did I say that correctly? Well, so you, we, you never get the opposite of what the numbers say because the numbers are always right, Ron. That's, that's what you think. That's what you think. <laughs> but, I mean, the Warriors are the best defensive team. We're the best offensive team. They have the best offensive player. We have the best defensive player. Well, Steph's not great right now, but here's what – Here's what's really interesting to me, just and I'm sorry, I just not have a I don't not have a grasp of what fully happened in this game right That's now. That's the point I'm making okay. as well. Right. So here's what's really interesting to me, Tim and Jake, just kind of I'm sharing the like behind the curtains. Like we came out of like we had our storylines built, we're building our storylines, we're working them. I came out of like the third about six, seven minutes left in the third quarter. And I said, Hey, we got change we're talking about. Our defense is just getting torched. Right, like yeah. we're getting we're getting hammered. We gotta talk about it. Like they don't have Draymond. They came in at 29th in the league offensively in the last 10 games, and we're their their offensive rating at the time. I think Tim was like 140. 
Yeah, I heard you say that. And I so I changed the storyline of our broadcast. At, from that moment on, the Warriors didn't score. <laughs> See, maybe it's reverse psychology. Like I don't know. Like so, I think I like. I'm not sure what happened on either side. I don't think I really noticed that we didn't score either during that period of time. Well, obviously we didn't score very well. We only scored 17 right. points in the fourth quarter, and they had 11. So it's just maybe I should have stuck with our storylines. That we had the whole time. We end up taking 16 shots at the rim all night because the Warriors just do not allow shots at the rim. And we end up shooting 8 of 24 and above the break threes. They're very good at defending those. Who knows what happened tonight? We lost. We've lost 7 of 9. Tonight was a little different, though, I thought. Yeah. I mean, it was, yeah, a, yeah. it was a thriller, but I think Coach hit it on the head. They played hard. Both teams played hard. I right. mean, really played to win and came up a little short. I mean, the and- only concerning thing, and we don't have Donovan, so I get it, is if you have a night where Steph Curry goes 5 of 20 and 1 of 13 from 3 and Draymond Green and Clay Thompson aren't playing, shouldn't you win? Yeah, you should. Well, there's a lot going on right now. I mean, Rudy didn't close the game. Yeah, yeah, that's like he played 36 minutes, didn't close. Bogies, I thought Bogies looked serious. Yeah, he did look stupid. I'm worried about tomorrow night. And I don't think Royce is right, by the way. I don't think his gate looks right running around like. That stuff catches up with you, you know? Yeah. Yeah, it sure does. You know, this is the other part of the COVID stuff is that when you suddenly lose four players and you're playing with guys you've never heard of before, the guys who are playing have to do more. And so there's an unnap. The burden that Bogey took during that time period when and that Mike Conley took when Rudy and all the guys were out is a bigger burden than they take on a regular night. So they're more fatigued right now than they would usually be. This is the same for every team in the league. Everyone's going through it, but it's still just, you know, why are the Warriors coming into this game having lost six of 10? Because without Draymond and with guys going through COVID, like everyone's taking a bigger burden. And the one that's really interesting is the Warriors have a new rotation for Steph Curry where he plays nine minutes of the first quarter comes back and plays to start the second quarter in the fourth quarter. They take him out for three minutes and then they bring him back in. So he ends up playing his 36 minutes by playing nine. And then I think it's like five and five, five and you know, four or something like that. In the last two games they played in the lost Indiana and the overtime lost Indiana. And in the game against Houston, they never took Steph back out in the fourth quarter. They didn't do their regular rotation. They kept him out there. And Steve Kerr in the pros, in the press conference before, hey, we didn't love it, wasn't good, but he was rested. Did a, like, he looked really tired tonight. Like, he didn't look right at all. Well, my point is that I know the Jazz had three days off, and so and, and I, was, I'm, I guess I'm totally wrong with that because I have no idea what COVID does to a player coming back right. off. Of, and as I mentioned, they've had – Golden State Warriors have 18 games lost to the virus this right. year. So that doesn't it, seem like a lot, does it? it? Well, I don't know. I don't, it's, it might be. You yeah, know, I don't if know. If your key players are, are the ones. Yeah, so it's every. Yeah, I don't know. I have no idea. I haven't checked COVID numbers. All right. There's All right, a lot guys. of things to talk about. We got. You know. Cer- certainly, we'll dig into it for sure. Okay. We'll, uh, we'll talk to you guys tomorrow night. See you. 94 to 92 is your final Jazz Fall to the Warriors. Jazz Game Night Post Game Shows next. Jazz Radio Network. Jazz Game Night postgame show on the Jazz Radio Network. Jake Scott, Coach Tim Lacombe, 94-92 to 92 is your final. The Jazz drop a tough one on the road in Golden State to the Warriors. Uh, but we were just uh, just picking up where we left off with Lock and Boone. Jazz played hard tonight. They they wanted it, came up a little bit short, had plenty of opportunity, just couldn't take advantage. Yeah, they, they definitely, um, you know, they were in that game and mainly because of how hard they played. You know, they, they did a good job of chasing stuff around, making things difficult, but they didn't let the other guys really get away from them either. either. They uh, really competed. I love the number on, of offensive rebounds. You know, that's a great sign how, a team, how hard a team played, and the Jazz definitely flew around, had 15 offensive rebounds. Pretty, uh, you know, played hard. Uh, Rudy had seven of those, and again, uh, Rudy did not finish the game tonight. They were looking at his knee, so send positive thoughts Rudy's way because... We've seen that story when Rudy misses games. It's uh, it's difficult. And certainly, uh, you know, when Donovan misses games, it's uh, it's not going to be easy either. And so we'll see if he's available for tomorrow night's game against the Suns. But uh, uh, it was a it, it was a tough one. You know, 17 points in the fourth quarter. The Jazz outscored Golden State 17 to 11. So it just turned into a defensive battle and Jazz uh, were one bucket short. 
And with Rudy, you know, the thing that makes you really nervous, too, is he's been listed as questionable with knee soreness, all right, the last couple of games. And then we heard, you know, day of game or hours before you who would play. So uh, hopefully the two aren't related. Hopefully he's he's okay. Bogdanovich led the way for the Jazz tonight with 21 on 7 of 17 shooting. Rudy Gay had 16 coming in off the bench. Rudy Gobert had 12 to go along with his 18 rebounds. Uh, let's see here. Joe Ingles uh, had 10 and getting the start for Donovan Mitchell. Joe also added uh, five assists. Jordan Clarkson struggled tonight, just nine points, three of 13 shooting. He was one of four from three, four assists and three rebounds. Jazz just needed a little bit more from Clarkson. In, in these games without uh, Donovan Mitchell, we've been talking about where that offensive production is going to come from. And Bogdanovich and Conley and Clarkson are kind of the three that uh, need to pick up the slack. And tonight, Conley only had nine, and Clarkson only had nine. Yeah, and Clarkson really did struggle. You know, you d- you could tell kind of body language even. He he didn't feel like he could get it going. Uh, three for 13, only got four threes off in the entire game. I thought the Warriors did a nice job of making him kind of bounce it and get him inside and then, then take it tough, too. So, um, yeah, Jordan had a tough night, and, and the Jazz are going to struggle Without Donovan and when, when Jordan has an, uh, you know, an off night like that. Jordan Poole led the way for the Warriors with 20 points on 7 of 13 shooting. Uh, Wiggins had 14. Otto Porter Jr. with 13. Uh, Steph Curry, only 13 points, 5 of 20 shooting, 1 of 13 from 3. Did have 6 assists and 4 rebounds. But, yeah, the the uh, Steph really struggled tonight. You would think that would have left the door open for the Jazz. And, and honestly, the door was open. Jazz just couldn't get it done. Yeah, the door was open. Um, you know, Jazz had a couple opportunities. As David mentioned, they they had some tough turnovers later in, late in the game. Um, there were unforced. And then, you know, it's just unfortunate. I thought Bodie actually got a really good look, a look you'd probably live with. And, and it was halfway down. And then Royce did exactly what you're supposed to do. He chased it down, tipped it, and just did not fall over, the you know, and, and score. Just fell didn't off. go. It's an L instead of a dub. Yep. All right, uh, with that, we will say good night to our network stations. Our next broadcast is coming your way tomorrow night. No rest for the weary. The Jazz are in Phoenix to take on the Suns. The game will tip off at 7 o'clock. Pre-game coverage begins at 6. For those of you sticking around with us, we'll have more post-game sound for you, and we'll let you hear from the players and coaches. 94-92 is your final Jazz fall to the Warriors right here on the Jazz Radio Network. Three, two, Catch and shoot three. Clock is at zero, and another Utah Jazz game is in the books. This is the Jazz Post Game Show. Ingles underhand scoop to Conley. Back out to Joe. Fires the three. Presented by Mark Miller Subaru. Donovan skies and hammers. Now with the recap of tonight's game, here's Jake Scott and Tim LaCole. Jazz Game Night Post Game Show on the Jazz Radio Network brought to you by Mark Miller Subaru featuring the My Subaru Is campaign. Real stories from real Mark Miller Subaru customers. Share your Subaru story for a chance to win prizes. Learn more and share markmillersubaru.com. Jake Scott, Coach Tim Lacombe with you. 94 to 92 is your final. The Jazz fall to the Golden State Warriors. We'll get to uh, Coach Quinn Snyder coming up here momentarily, but we do have some injury updates. Rudy Gobert did not finish the game tonight. We thought maybe they were looking at his knee. They were not. He's got a strained left calf for Rudy Gobert, so we'll keep an eye on that. Um, and then a right knee contusion for Boyan Bogdanovich. I am not a doctor, but I would say that uh, puts their availability for tomorrow night's game against the Suns in serious doubt. They call me Dr. Love. <laughs> that was from a KISS concert I went to this week, or this year, <laughs> excuse me. I was going to um, say, you've seen a lot of KISS if you I, saw him again this week. No, 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 just this year. I just thought I'd throw you off with that. You did a little bit, okay. but uh, thank you. You succeeded. Oh, but that'll be tough if those guys uh, miss some action. I mean, we've seen it. It's 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 going to be a rough go. The Jazz are going through something now from a from a roster standpoint and availability. That's for sure. And I mean, you just hold your breath too when Rudy's involved because you know I think we've seen um, you know we've seen plenty of this team without most of the guys. And as we talked about a lot, a ton depends on Rudy Gobert. Yep. You bet. And Rudy was really good tonight. 18 rebounds for uh, for Rudy to go along with his 12 points. Yes, 12 points, 18 boards. Rudy was 5 and 10 from the field. So, um, you know, Rudy on the rebound. Uh, this team relies on him. We'll get to the master glass a little bit later on. But right now, let's go back out to San Francisco. It's time to hear from Jazz head coach Quinn Snyder. 
No. I, to be honest, I, I told our, our team, too, I just thought, you know, our whole group really competed, you know. Uh, and, you know, those guys gave us gave us juice. And uh, that's, you know, that's what we need for guys coming off the bench. But I, I thought, you know, across the board, you know, we, we didn't play as well as we want to. You know, I thought, I thought you know, it, it wasn't, you know, the most well-played game. There was missed shots, but I thought both teams really, really competed in battle. That's that's what we saw. Well, I think both we could say the same thing about about our team. You know, I mean, when you um, when the floor is spaced and you drive, and guys are going to get some open looks. You know, and to me. Um, you know, you'd like to have them contested. Um, but as I said, I, I thought we, we really, we competed. And, um, you know, when we got out and run, ran, you know, and, and, and the ball kept moving, that's when we had the most success offensively. Very happy. Yeah. Boyan Bogdanovich is as clutch a player as there is in this league. And, you know, you, you see what he, if there's something available and maybe get a timeout and draw something up and probably not get as good a look as we got. Um, and as evidenced by the fact that it was, it was in and out and we also got a chance to rebound it. So their defense wasn't set. So um, not second guessing that one. In a game situation. Yeah. That's something, you know, either you get a quick timeout and advance the ball um, or you get a chance to take a look in transition and maybe there's something good, um, you know, particularly down to, um, and with that, you know, him getting, getting the three in that situation with the chance to, to win the game. And then again, us getting a rebound. If we didn't like what we saw, you know, we can still have time to get a quick timeout and, and try to get a quick two, but, um, you know, I think our whole team's confident when Boyan has the ball in, you know, in that in that situation. With his size, you know, he's able to get a clean look even if it's contested, and that, that's what he got. It's hard for me to hear, but after we rally back, what? You know, I, I thought, you know, Sarah mentioned too, you know, they missed some shots, but I thought we were, we were battling on defense and sometimes, you know, they, those shots maybe aren't as comfortable, you know, if we're rotating to somebody, we rebounded, um, which, you know, on the other end, you know, I thought when we started getting into the paint, you know, we were able to kick the ball back out and either shoot it or, you know, drive some closeouts. So I thought in both on both sides of the ball, you know, we were aggressive. All right, there's Jazz head coach Quinn Snyder. Jazz lose a tough one, 94-92. What do you think about coach's thoughts on Bogdanovich taking the last shot? Um, I think I think it makes a lot of sense there. I mean, obviously we all know Donovan's in the game. Donovan's probably getting that shot. Um, but but I like the way it came, too. It kind of came in transition. It's always hard, kind of hard to match up. Uh, so I, I like I like the shot, and you know it, it shows really good. Uh, you know they drill that obviously because guys went to the glass really hard too. Yeah, that's the other thing he added. They got a tip. I don't know. This is just me. You know he he kind of put the brakes on it, and then dribbled for a little bit and took a step back. I you know Bogdanovich is really a catch and shoot guy. We've seen it a lot. How when he does shoot off the bounce, he's not quite as effective. But at this point, you're getting nitpicky, right? And Bogdanovich is one of the, if not the most clutch player on the team. He's hit game winners before. And that that thing went in and it out. Was, yeah, I mean, it was you. down and then just came back out and, and Royce gave it a, uh, a go for the putback and it was right there. So uh, I, I thought Coach's uh, comments were interesting. You know, he didn't call a timeout, got it, excuse me, like you're saying in transition, it just didn't go. Yeah, his, um, you know, his, his he felt like the guys really competed, which is what the vibe we got. Felt like it was really uh, – a game where guys were connected and, um, you know, and then 
you know, hopefully going forward, <laughs> I mean, it's just got to be crazy for him right now, kind of figuring out who's going to play and who isn't. But, um, you know, th- they really competed tonight, really kind of showed they were together. Yeah, they did. And, well, you know, Pascal looked good, more energy from him coming in off the bench, you know, going up against his old team. You know, Trent Forrest at times looked really good, and that's that's good because those guys are going to play more if – the Jazz can't get back 100% healthy uh, anytime in the near future. And plus, you see, like, you know, you see one little thing, like, a, you know, Pascal taking a bigger guy on for a block out in the game, or, um, you know, Trent Forrest doing a great job of executing defensively. You just gain so much more trust in those guys. Um, and it's easier, even in situational play from time to time, to utilize their strengths because you, you see them play and get to see what their strengths are. Yep. Uh, let's get to the master of the glass. We mentioned it before we went to coach, uh, Snyder brought to you by safe light auto glass. Uh, they're back, uh, ready for another great year of basketball. Proud to be the preferred auto glass partner of the Utah jazz. Safe light auto glass is also proud to present this year's master of the glass rebound program. At the end of the regular season, safe light will donate $5 to a charitable organization for this year's, uh, for every rebound secured by this year's team rebound leader. As usual, Rudy Gobert is your master of the glass, 18 boards for Rudy tonight. Seven of those came on the offensive side uh, to go along with his 12 points on 5 of 10 shooting. And it just gets back to Rudy does so much for this team that uh, you you worry about that strained calf because they need him. They do need him, you know, and the fact that it's something different than what's been bothering him, you know, the knee, um, just hopefully, yeah, it's it's something that he tweaked that he'll be able to, you know, deal with. But uh, it's hard to play without him, I'll tell you that much. And it's definitely hard to play without a big guy in general, you know, he's out and Hassan hasn't played. So we'll, we'll hold our breath and kind of see what happens for tomorrow. By the way, I want to point out to Roaster Thomas right again, 20 and two on the season on the under. I don't feel bad that uh, folks aren't getting the uh, folks aren't getting the Arby's tomorrow, but yeah, it's nice that uh, you know what you're talking about. Yeah. 20 and two, right? I mean, it's, we got data points to support. Listen that. to Roaster Thomas. He knows. All right, Jazz fall tonight, 94-92. to 92. Postgame is brought to you by Mark Miller Subaru and the My Subaru Is campaign. Real stories from real Mark Miller Subaru customers. Subaru owners are diverse and each has a unique story to share. Read some, share your own. MySubaruIs.com will get you sound from the players. Uh, coming up next, stay tuned. It's Jazz Game Night Postgame Show on the Jazz Radio Network. Jazz game night post game show on the Jazz Radio Network. Jake Scott, coach Tim Lacombe. Jazz fall tonight, ninety four to ninety two. Post game is brought to you by Mark Miller Subaru and the My Subaru Is campaign, featuring real stories from real Mark Miller Subaru customers. Subaru owners are diverse and each has a unique story to share. Read some and share your own. MySubaruIs.com. Let's uh, jump into your points in the paint. Brought to you by Serta Pro Painters. Call one eight hundred GO Serta or visit SertaPro.com. That's Serta with the C. Serta Pro Painters, proven and trusted experts. When it comes to painting, uh, looking at your points in the paint tonight, uh, even 34, 34 and uh, Locke talked about it a lot during the broadcast. Probably shouldn't come as a surprise. Golden State really good at keeping other teams away from the rim. And when Rudy's on the floor, the same goes for the Jazz. Um, when Rudy's out there, it's really hard to get to the rim or get anything near. So interesting. That, that whole matchup between those two teams is fascinating because it's like the Seinfeld where, you know, they find this portal to another group of friends um, that are, you know, very similar but different. You know, that's kind of how this Golden State-Utah deal is. Right, yeah. You know? they uh, Well, they're both well-coached, so maybe that shouldn't come as a surprise. Rosters are not built the same, but kind of the same principle. Same principle, but yeah. just in verse. You know? Right, which is, which is really fascinating, actually. And maybe why we see some good games between these two uh, these teams when they match up. I mean, tonight, honestly, not the perfect basketball game played. Certainly not. Um, offensively, particularly in the fourth quarter, both teams really struggled. But I, I enjoyed watching this basketball game. It was a fun game to watch. It was not It was not what uh, the Jazz weren't stuck in mud in this one, uh, I did not think. No, it was, it was competitive. You know, it meant something to both teams. It kind of had that, I guess people say it has playoff feel to it. That's kind of what it felt like. Um, and then it came down to the last shot. You know, the Jazz did a great job of hanging in there, even losing a couple pieces. But, um, you know, unfortunately, just didn't have enough. Uh, did not. They lose by two, 94-92. And they're going into the Jazz are just a brutal 
brutal week of basketball. They've got the Suns tomorrow night. The Suns again on Wednesday, this time at home on Wednesday. And then Friday, they take on the Grizzlies. And then uh, Sunday, they go to the Timberwolves. So, I mean, this next week, you know, the Jazz could have used a win tonight because this next week is going to be really tough, particularly if, I mean, we don't know who's going to be available. Phoenix twice, Memphis, and Minnesota. I mean, that is, in a word, feisty. Feisty. All four opponents are very, very feisty. And they have teeth. Like, they can get you, man. So Donovan Mitchell coming back from uh, concussion protocol. Of course, you never want to rush that particular uh, particular injury. But the sooner the Jazz can get Donovan back, certainly the better. And uh, because, uh, I mean, this week is just going to be something you keep an eye. We'll keep an eye on the injury reports about Rudy's strained calf and the knee contusion for Boyan Bogdanovich, because if the Jazz are going to make some hay this week, they need all hands on deck. Uh, And then some, right, against these young teams. Um, Get to see John Morant this week. That'll be fun for us. Certainly looking forward to that. Uh, I want to remind you about the Utah Jazz Most Valuable Educators program presented by Instructure, the makers of Canvas. Throughout this season, the Utah Jazz and Instructure will recognize 21 MVEs. Each one will receive a visit from the Jazz Bear, a $1,000 grant, a personalized jersey, and tickets to see a jazz game in a suite. Go to nba.com slash jazz slash MVE to nominate your favorite educator now. Uh, Jazz tonight. Shot uh, just 38% from the field. They were 31% from three, 11 of 35. Uh, They were led by Boyan Bogdanovich, who had 21 points. Uh, Rudy Gay had 16 coming in off the bench. Rudy Gobert with 12 to go along with his 18 rebounds. Joe Ingles had 10 and 5 assists. Mike Conley with uh, 9 points tonight. Um, What do you think about the assist number, Coach? Looking at that, 17 assists on uh, on 31 made field goals. This might have been an example of if the shot isn't going down, you don't get an assist. I think partly that, and then, you know, as Quinn alluded to in the pregame, Golden State puts a ton of pressure up the floor, and it is hard with their length to to really get an advantage. So, um, you know, Jazz didn't get a ton of opportunities to kick out and those sort of things, Um, but – yeah, so I think it's probably the, the fact that they missed a lot of shots and then um, the way they were being played, you know, just wasn't as many opportunities. For the Warriors, they shot 43% from the field, 31% from three, 13 of 42. Uh, they got 20 points from Jordan Poole on 7 of 13 shooting, 4 of 9 from three. Uh, Andrew Wiggins tonight had 14 on 6 of 17 shooting, five boards and an assist. Uh, Steph Curry only 13 points tonight. Otto Porter Jr., 13 points. Andrew Wiggins, we were talking as we were watching the game, it seemed offensively you're kind of going, well, where is Andrew Wiggins tonight? Defensively, that dude has found a niche. I mean, he can really play, had a big block uh, from behind. Who did he get? Clarkson, I think. Yeah, right? Clarkson from behind. Yep. And uh, just seemed to be all over the field, or all over the, all over the field. I've got the... NFL football in the brain seem to be all over the uh, all over the court playing D and he's I mean I I got to admit I've I've doubted Wiggins since uh, well really he was in Minnesota but I didn't think it was necessarily a good fit in Golden State guy has totally adjusted his mindset it would seem he's a great team player and he's found a role on this team that's extraordinarily important and it goes back to what you know we've talked about uh, leadership right from the the front office, I would say Golden State is really solid. And then Steve Kerr is about as good as you're going to find from, you know, coaching p- perspective. Uh, and then to be able to play alongside veterans like Draymond and Steph and those guys. So he's brought his game around. I'm really happy to see it. Let's go back to San Francisco. It's time to hear from Rudy Gobert. What do you anticipate, you know, with, with this injury kind of going forward in the short term? Uh, I mean, so, you know, I think it's just a little strain. You know, I never, I never really had that before, so I don't know. It's hard for me to tell, uh, you know, how many games or how long uh, it would take to heal. But uh, I don't think it's nothing, anything bad. You know, I just think, and I try to play through, <laughs> I try to play through everything. And uh, uh, you know, I play with, uh, I sprained my ankle against Houston, so I try to play through that. But I think he puts. He, Puts a little more pressure on on the calf and then on everything else. So just a minor injury, you know. At, uh, I think we we're gonna be cautious, obviously, but uh, should be should be fine. Should be fine. So we saw you kind of flexing your leg um, during that last you know that timeout with about two and a half minutes left. 
when did you first notice that something had, you know, what, well, I just felt, I right? felt it right away. I stepped and I felt something slowly, like, uh, I had a feeling in my calf. I felt something like slowly, you know, like a wheel, uh, not a tear, but a slow tear. So I, I knew something was, so I knew something happened, but I, once again, uh, I tried to play through it and, uh, I could feel that I wasn't moving right, you know, and I didn't want to make it worse. So, you know, sometimes you gotta, yeah, sometimes you gotta be smart. And then, you know, if it's a strain and uh, you make it worse, it it can be a a lot, lot worse. So, you know, just try to be cautious with it. Rudy, tonight, I want to know kind of what you saw out of Eric Paschal and, and Trent Forrest. I mean, amazing, amazing competitiveness. You know, we, we they, they they played really hard, and I, I thought as a team we played really hard. You know, uh, the Warriors play really hard too. You got to give them credit. You know, they they, they really play uh, really hard defense. They, you know, they all collapse and they they you know they they're a very active team defensively. They're a really good defensive team, and uh, you know we one shot away from winning the game. So you know it's uh, really really. Really proud of the effort of the team tonight, and uh, you know, obviously a lot of room to grow. But uh, it's it's as long as we come out with the with that with that kind of competitiveness, you know, it's uh, uh, it's a good it's a good step for us. There you go. Uh, that's Rudy Gobert. His post game comments. Uh, he had twelve points tonight to go along with eighteen rebounds. Uh, talking about the calf there. Um, not it, it's it's. Well, he made it seem like something happened, and he felt it right away. It wasn't something that kind of came on throughout the game. So, I don't know which is better or worse, but that's probably not good. Yeah, I, they, I don't know much about medicine. I'm not a doctor, although they do call me Doctor Lacombe. <laughs> well, no, no it, I think it's uh, you know they're going to watch it. Obviously, they're going to they're going to watch it, and but it didn't sound to me like he's you know he, he sounds like he's. Decent, so hopefully that that'll maintain. But you know, Rudy Rudy spoke like like it was. They had a chance to win the game with a shot. Um, loved the competitiveness of the group, and particularly Eric and um, and Trent. You know, did a great job tonight in bringing that energy off the bench. And Rudy's the one who who kind of gives us the gauge on how hard the team plays, right? Because because Rudy's not shy about talking about the effort, you know, usually focuses defensively for uh, for obvious reasons. So I think it stands out when he says he thought they fought and, and played well enough defensively to win. And I, I think that's correct. Yeah, you, you hold, you know, Curry to his worst shooting night, debatably. Um, don't have that for sure, but that's what Locke had said, you know, and looking, it's, it's pretty extraordinary. And you know, even if he missed a couple open ones, you know, the Jazz did a, a much better job locking in on him. And then they didn't ha- let anybody else just have a, a crazy night. You know, I, I think Damian Lee got off to one. Um, but everybody else got, you know, kept in check. Porter, Wiggins in particular. Jazz did a pretty good job on those guys. Let's go back to San Francisco and hear from Rudy Gay. More plays than we did. You know, we're a team we've been through a lot this past month. Uh, going through, Still going through a lot. You know, Donovan being out. Um, Hassan being out, uh, myself being out, uh, like, like, you know, everybody's been out for a little bit and we've still been competitive and playing and playing these games and, and really being in all of them. So, you know, it'll, it'll be good to get everybody back and, um, you know, figure out how we can do it. How do you guys get to um, some of the adversity that you guys have had this month in February, you know, the COVID and the injuries and the difficult schedule, et cetera. I mean, it's the league. It's been like that forever, besides the COVID part. Um, you know, it's tough. I mean, but, you know, it, 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 it kind of tells you what kind of what kind of team you are, builds character. Um, and also, other bodies have to step up and be, uh, you, know, you know, be NBA players. You know, it's part of the game. All right, there's Rudy Gay. Uh, Rudy had 16 coming in off the bench, five of eight from the floor, four of six from three. Also grabbed five rebounds and had a block shot and was a team high plus 12. Great game tonight from Rudy Gay. Man, his shot looked good tonight. You know, when he's when he's locked in, it never even hardly touches the rim. I think it's just, whew, and he shot it that way tonight. Um, 
Brad has a big lift. I, I kind of had visions of what he can be for them uh, down the stretch, you know, and in the playoffs when it gets really possession by possession. But I thought it was one of his better games overall as a Jazz guy. Okay, can I ask you this? This is, since Rudy had such a good game, uh, this may be a good time to ask you this question because you're you're a coach and you've seen a lot. What do you think about the heat check? Because Rudy Gay took one heat check three tonight. That was <laughs> I. The reason I don't like the heat check is because they're 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 always terrible terrible shots that have no business going in. If you're hot, work around, get a good shot, and keep it going. I I don't know. I never like the the heat check three. I blame NBA Jam. Is that what it is? You know, the, and, he's on fire. You, and, and you never miss. It doesn't matter where you're right. from. It's ingrained in a guy. He makes four or five. He's like, man, I'm feeling it. And then he takes it just a step so too far. And, hoses out and a 30-footer. And instantly <laughs> just cools. They cool themselves. I never liked that concept. I'm not a big heat check guy myself. No. Yeah. Like, you, you don't get a pass to just take a dreadful shot. You know, work and get a good one and knock it down. But I will tell you that most guys who – have, I guess, earned the right in their mind to have a heat check, they're usually probably worth it because it means they've made oh, a bunch, sure. right? Yeah, right. So so there's a trade-off. I suppose there is uh, there is a trade-off. And I guess, you know, if you're Rudy Gay or or Donovan Mitchell or Steph Curry or Jim or Fredette, you know, I guess you've earned the right to go out there and heave up a bad shot or two if you think you can make it. Yeah, and, you know, it, that, is the, that is a crazy thing you bring Jim up because he was just that. You yeah. know, I just, we had to bite our tongues hard a lot. And, or the inside of my cheek some. Uh, but at the end of the day, if you let them do their thing, usually good things right, are going to happen. Right, right. And, and I guess you can build some confidence. I've just never understood that concept, the the heat check. You and three. I, we see eye to eye, my friend. <laughs> okay. We see eye to eye. All right. Uh, Post game is brought to you by our friends at Mark Miller Subaru, featuring the My Subaru is campaign, Real Stories from Real Mark Miller Subaru customers. Share your Subaru story for a chance to win prizes. Learn more and share markmillersubaru.com. Jazz fall tonight in uh, Golden State, 94 to 92. We hope we'll have more player sound for you coming up next. Jazz Game Night Postgame Show on the Jazz Radio Network. Brought to you by Mark Miller Subaru and the My Subaru Is campaign. Real stories from real Mark Miller Subaru customers. Share your Subaru story for a chance to win prizes. Learn more and share markmillersubaru.com. Jake Scott, Coach Tim Lacombe with you. 94-92 to is your final of Jazz Fall on the road to the Golden State Warriors. Uh, let's get a look at the Chick-fil-A foul shot review of the game. Download a whole new way to Chick-fil-A. Earn rewards with the Chick-fil-A one app tonight from the line. The Jazz were 19 of 23. Uh, the Warriors were 9 of 10. So another game where the Jazz uh, played defense without fouling, which, uh, of course, is good news. I'm trying to recall off the top of my head how many they gave uh, gave up on uh, on Friday against the Pistons, but I think it, it was single digits. Yeah, it wasn't was, many. It, it wasn't many at all. So certainly holding the Warriors to only 10 foul shots, uh, you got to consider a W, including Steph Curry, who only went to the line twice. That's the part of this, you know, as I look at the, the numbers, you know, I saw what my eyes, you know, saw. And coming out of it, I felt like if you if somebody were to, you know, hey, what did you take out of tonight? I would say they really competed. I mean, the, the competitive edge of this team really kind of sh- was impressive to me tonight. But then you look at numbers, like you said, and, you know, the number of times the Jazz got to the line as opposed to their opponent, the rebounds, the offensive rebounds, um, the turnovers were down. All those numbers, those are things that will carry over. I mean, sometimes you you get more confidence in a game like this than you would maybe a, a bad performance against a bad team and still get a win. Oh, I could see that for sure. So I, I think there's a lot of really positive things that carry over here, you know, particularly given all the circumstance. Well, you mentioned it early on in the postgame show, but 17 offensive rebounds. I mean, you wonder how the Jazz stay in a game where they're only shooting 38%. Well, they made 19 free throws and they got 17 offensive boards. It's just awesome, right? And so, again, we talked about the ability of this team when they're when they're all together and doing what they do best. They can get you from a lot of different directions, and the, the rebounds are are one of them to note because, you know, in the playoffs, particularly down the stretch, those it comes down to possession by possession. And if the Jazz can make this a habit, that's a really good thing. Yeah, it is a really good thing, and you hope that that's something like that could be uh, could be duplicated. Certainly, because that's the the little things you need to uh, to win when you're shorthanded. And we don't know when Donovan Mitchell is coming back. You knock on wood, hope it's soon. But uh, you know, concussions can be a, a funny thing, and symptoms can certainly linger. I mean, I remember, and again, I don't mean to be too doom and gloomy, but there were several years ago. I remember, Sidney Crosby missed 
months with with concussion symptoms. And and it was something uh, again. I'm, I'm trying not to blow this out of proportion because with Sidney Crosby, it was a it was a problem because he had got multiple Several, concussions. Right. Yeah, and it it became much more of a chronic issue for him. But my ultimate point is is that you just don't know, and you don't want him to return until he's symptom free. Certainly, but uh, they're going to need bodies against Phoenix. Rudy did not sound like he was real confident he was going to play. We'll hear from Bogdanovich coming up here in a moment about. Uh, how he's feeling, but you know they're going to need bodies, which is feels like we've been talking about that for a while now. Yes, and when it rains, it pours. I mean, don't ever forget it. That's typically what happens. And you got to remember the Jazz went for you know weeks while everybody else was going through craziness, and they were pretty unscathed. And now it's kind of their turn. Now it is. All right, uh, let's go back to San Francisco. It's now time to hear uh, from. Uh, Actually, real quick before we go down to Boyan Bogdanovich, we're getting some breaking news. Donovan Mitchell is not expected to travel to Phoenix for tomorrow's game, reporting the uh, jazz pool of reporters, including our guy Ben Anderson. So there you go. There's your answer on Donovan. We were just talking about it. All right, back to San Francisco we go. It's time to hear from Boyan Bogdanovich. Given the the need to be just wondering how you're feeling and kind of what the prognosis is going forward. I mean, I don't know about prognosis. I mean, I'm, I'm fine right now. It's just like hard, hard hit with, uh, with Daniel Lee. But uh, like I said, I'll be fine. I don't know what it is, but I'll be fine. With the schedule coming up, I mean, I know we've talked to you guys about that before, but now you, you might have even more of a skeleton cruising you had already with Donovan Hassan out. So what needs to happen over the next few days? We got to stay together. I mean, we showed tonight that uh, how resilient we, we are, that, that we can play even without our, our best player. But uh, like I said, the goal is to, to stay healthy as much as we can, even we are having a lot of guys in uh, in and out. So every every single person, every single player is important. And like I said, no matter who is in the court, we gotta uh, we gotta stay together and play play our basketball. As the season started, guys, microphone comes hot. As the season started, you guys kind of like had a mentality of you know nothing matters with us, so we do it in the playoffs. Uh, even as you're struggling, uh, you still had a mentality. You know, when you started off season strong, you had a mentality. You still had a mentality, and you guys are struggling. I mean, man, man, we have uh, we gotta have mentality. Then we gotta we gotta play well in the postseason, and and every, whatever we're doing during the season, it's to get us to get us better. No matter if we're gonna finish first, fourth, or or or, or in playing, we gotta be we gotta be ready when it's when it's time. But uh, like I said, the main main goal is to stay healthy. Even last season, we we had Mike and Donovan in and out during the during the playoffs, especially especially Mike, and so. Right now, we got again a lot of guys. So, main goal is stay healthy and, and, and get better. And these last two games show us that we can we can improve even with a lot of guys out. He talked through that possession. It looked like he got the shot that you liked. No, exactly. I really thought that uh, that the ball is going in. It was it was in and out, and then we had even offensive boards. So it was like unlucky. On both 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 my shots and uh, and the tip in, uh, I had a look that I that I wanted. I really I really saw that. Uh, I really saw the the game winner. So, but that, that's that's what it is. I mean, our our defense kept us in the game. We 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 shot the ball pretty bad once again, but eleven points in the last quarter. It's just just show how how together we were tonight. The last one, Holly Rowe. Boy, and it looked like you you uh, came down awkwardly on your knee. Like, what are you feeling, and and how concerned are you about just how you felt after that moment? I mean, I'm I'm fine right now. I really really hit someone someone when I went for a for offensive board. I don't know. I cannot tell you much right now. It's right after the game, so tomorrow morning we'll know more. But uh, but I'll be fine. All right, there you go, Boyan Bogdanovich. A couple things there. He, he talked about the knee a couple of different times. The, the first time he talked about it, uh, I, I laughed because he says, I don't even know what it is, but I'll be fine. I'll be there, <laughs> which is such a Bogdanovich thing to say. The dude just doesn't miss games. And then talked about the last shot. He said he thought it was down, and I thought it was down. 
Oh, I thought it was down too. I mean, it's a great shot for him. I know, um, to your point, you know, it was a little bit awkward in timing, right? Because he started and stopped, but he did get his feet under him. He, he had a good look, and he buries that shot a ton. So, um, you know, the the shot was decent. He he felt good about it. And sometimes it's just, you know, it's unfair, but it just doesn't go down. It just doesn't go down. And then, of course, Royce O'Neal uh, got position slid in uh, front of Steph Curry <clears throat> and was right there uh, for a putback, and it just it just didn't go. I mean, it was one of those tough things. It was a tough shot. Hey, look at that. I'm I'm hat buddies with David Locke, who came by the, the studio wet bandits. To, to say goodbye. <laughs> yeah, we're, we're, we're hat buddies. I found out the other day I have uh, the same pair of shoes as Locke does, too. So is that a good thing or a bad thing that now all of a sudden I'm mirroring, mirroring David Locke's fashion? Oh, well, you're swanky. That's for is sure. Is that what it is? Okay, high I'll society. take that. Yeah, yeah. High society. I'll take anyway. that for sure. Uh, but then you hear Bogdanovich say he doesn't know, you know, tonight – with those uh, injuries, you know, a bruise or whatever, uh, get on the plane, get into Phoenix, probably get some rest and see how it looks tomorrow. Swells up on him. You never know. Yeah, and this is the hard, you know, hard part. You want to win. You're playing teams that you really want to have the opportunity to play against, but most important thing is your health, and the Jazz always do a great job of protecting their guys. That's one thing. That, so, yeah, I think we'll find out tomorrow, you know, what, who's, gonna, who's actually going to play tomorrow and, and what kind of team the Jazz will have. And we know Donovan will not play. He will not even make the trip. We got that report right before we throw it to uh, threw it to Bogdanovich that uh, the, the Jazz will be without Donovan Mitchell tomorrow night against Phoenix. Yep, just um, the hits keep on coming, as they say. Uh, but hey, you got to play. You know the whole league's going through something like it, so you uh, you do your best. I mean, honestly, Jake, they lost the game tonight, but I think they they won a lot in a lot of areas that they've been struggling in, and I think that. The coaches will see that on film. The guys will see that on film. And that's sometimes where I say it's unfair because they give a great effort. And it just, you know, unfortunately, just didn't go for them. Coming up next, we will get Coach Lacombe's final thoughts on this one before we turn the page to that game against the Phoenix Suns. Post game is brought to you by Mark Miller Subaru and the My Subaru Is campaign. Featuring real stories from real Mark Miller Subaru customers. Subaru owners are diverse and each has a unique story to share. Read some. Share your own. MySubaruIs.com. Uh, Jazz fall tonight, ninety four to ninety two. We'll get uh, we'll wrap it up coming up next on the Jazz Radio Network. And Trent Forrest comes down the left angle, goes to the cup and packed it with the right hand. In the game right there, brought to you by Larry H. Miller Dealerships for service, sale, sales, and selection. LHMauto.com, driven by you. Very nice dunk from Trent Forrest. Jake Scott, Coach Tim Lacombe with you. Post game is brought to you by Mark Miller Subaru, featuring the My Subaru Wiz campaign, Real Stories from Real Mark Miller Subaru customers. Share your Subaru story for a chance to win prizes. Learn more and share MarkMillerSubaru.com. 94 to 92 is your final. The Jazz fall tonight uh, to the Golden State Warriors. If you're just joining us, Jazz did not shoot the ball uh, well tonight. Golden State, of course, the best defensive team in the league. Jazz shot 38%. They got 21 from Boyan Bogdanovich. Uh, they got 16 from Rudy Gay coming in off the bench. He was 5 of 8, shooting 4 of 6 from 3, so he obviously shot the ball well. 12 uh, points from Rudy Gobert to go along with 18 rebounds. Joe Ingles had 10, replacing Donovan Mitchell in the starting lineup. Mike Conley with 9. Uh, Mike only played 29 minutes tonight. Trent Forrest, we heard that uh, that clip to play the game. Trent played 19, and I got to imagine that was somewhat on purpose, and maybe we'll see Mike Conley be able to go tomorrow against Phoenix. But he was plus six tonight, so Mike was playing well. It probably took a little discipline for Coach Schneider not to play him more. But Trent Forrest played well. No, I thought Trent was great. You know, I think his confidence level is is definitely up there. And I think, you know, he's gotten to kind of think of himself as a guy who can go out and be a stopper, which I like. You know, he's given really good minutes on the defensive side. And that's, you know, that's why he's been the guy playing those minutes all year long is because he'll go out and play defense. And, uh, you know, we've we've been covering a Coach Quinn Snyder team for a while now, Coach Lacombe, and we know that's how you – that's your pathway to playing time is to uh, play D, and Trent Forrest is a good example of that. Made the most out of it tonight. Four steals for Trent, all in the first half. Yeah, he's – you know, he's active. He, he's The Jazz don't really turn teams over and steal the ball a lot. But you'll see more with him getting minutes because I think that's one of his strengths. 
Uh, by the way, the Jazz, let's see, they, uh, what did Golden State, the Jazz only had nine turnovers tonight. Golden State only had nine. So kind of a clean game like we were talking about before. And the Jazz don't, you know, the Jazz don't force a lot of turnovers um, in, in general. But, um, yeah, it was. I thought it was a really cleanly played game. I think that's what I'm talking about is yeah. even with the loss, there's a lot of positive things. There were. And, and again, this is kind of the theme of the postgame. We played hard. Fun game. Played really hard, competed. Sometimes you come up a little short. There were some opportunities there for them to win and just didn't have it. I mean, you heard Bogdanovich say he thought that three was down. Not the case. Yep, and sometimes that's the way it happens. But, you know, you you do it long enough, you keep grinding away, and someday that thing's going to go for you. That's why you keep playing. Uh, all right, uh, let's see. Uh, jazz fall tonight, 94 to 92. Coach Lacombe, let's, let's get some final thoughts from you on this one before we put this baby to bed. Well, the, you know, the jazz is quite, quite a week they've gone through, um, you know, with a bunch of guys missing for various reasons, you know, Donovan's concussion, kind of the latest thing. Um, but, but I thought tonight, you know, as disconnected as perhaps they played in the, in the past, um, Games. I thought tonight there was there was a level of, of great competitiveness and really good co- connectivity, and I think that's that's a win. You know, even though they don't didn't want it on the scoreboard, I think they found ways uh, to stay in that game, and it was really through competing. The 17 offensive rebounds, taking care of the basketball, um, and out rebounding the the Warriors by 11 rebounds. So. Um, ball wasn't going in the basket, but the Jazz effort was really good, and I thought defensively might have been one of their better games. Yeah, absolutely. They played well across the board, just did not shoot well. A lot of that has to do with Golden State, but yet they still had their they still had their opportunities. And, and folks will look at this and say, Steph Curry, no Draymond, no Clay, and Steph Curry struggles, missed opportunity. And I could see that argument. You know, I, I certainly would listen to that. But if if you really consume the game tonight, the Jazz gave it all they had. They fought hard and they were shorthanded. No Donovan Mitchell. That's they were missing their guys too, and uh, still had an opportunity to win this one. Now coming up tomorrow, no Donovan Mitchell. Not sure about Rudy. Not sure about Bogdanovich. They don't have all those guys. It's gonna be it's gonna be a long one against the league's best team right now. And, and Mike Conley, obviously on a back to back, right? Yep. Um, perhaps why they kind of w- lowered his minutes tonight. But yeah, they're gonna need everybody to to have to compete that you know that's that's able to play. All right, we want to say big thanks to everybody who helped out on the broadcast tonight. Of course, Lock and Boone, terrific work by them as usual. Thanks to broadcast assistants who worked with us tonight. Thanks to uh, Brian Priest who uh, produced uh, the Jazz game night tonight. We appreciate his work. Thanks to Mark Miller Subaru, title sponsor of the post game show and the My Subaru Is campaign featuring real stories from real Mark Miller Subaru customers. Subaru owners are diverse and each has a unique story to share. Read some and share your own. My Subaru is dot com. Of course, uh, Coach Lacombe, thank you, buddy. Let's do this again tomorrow. What do you say? Um, near the same time, but near same the place. same time. Same yeah. place right here. Right here, yeah. Get comfy. Jazz on the road tomorrow night, taking on the Phoenix Suns, an NBA TV game. That game will tip off at 7 o'clock. Pre-game coverage begins at 6. And, of course, you'll hear it all right here on the Jazz Radio Network.